Welcome to another message from C3 Mumbai. For more information about C3 Mumbai, please visit our website c3mumbai.com or visit our Facebook page. Many times we read scriptures from different religions, we read books, they inspire us, but the inspiration is left somewhere back in those days. But it's hard for us to believe that it is possible today. That's the beauty of the Bible for me. See, I grew up in a Christian family and I hated God because for me, I was forced to go into church because I was a Christian. And the only reason I went to church is because my father told me that if you don't go to church, you will not get lunch. So that was my only incentive of going to church was for the sake of food. And I hated God. I grew up in a family with very high achievements. My father was an aerospace scientist and being the firstborn, I was expected to become like him. Such an ungodly expectation. How can you medically prove that every firstborn son will have the same brains like the father? Thank God I am not a scientist. Had I been one, none of the satellites would have reached its destination. But the pressure mounted and mounted high. They tried everything possible. Even I was stripped naked and put outside the house thinking that that will help my mathematics to grow up. No. They beat me up so much so that I was fractured. But still, see, my parents were not evil. They just repeated what they learned from their parents. And nothing could change me. Nothing. It came to a point at 16, I wanted to kill myself. I said, what is the point of living in this world? The doctors gave me six months to live with my medical condition. Now the teachers say that you are useless, so you, I'm thrown out of school. My father comes home and he's so ashamed of me. I'm just nothing but a cursed being with no friends, no value, being compared with my brother and three sisters, having failed every aspect and fear of my life, I wanted to kill myself because it was better to die than to live and face rejection, face all these negative words, face the reality that you are useless. It is true, I am useless. Nobody could come and say, I have hope for you. Where is hope? I can't even play the guitar at that time. I went for music lessons when I was 15. And on the first day, the guitar teacher told me, please don't come back again. He said, you have no qualities of music. I couldn't cl clap to the right beat or sing to the right tune. At least now I've learned to clap to the right beat because that's very important to be a musician, is to be on the beat. But that was my life. I had nothing, no hope at all, my friends. And no God. Everything was meaningless on this planet Earth. And at that point is when I had an encounter with Jesus. It's when I heard the voice saying, Benny, even though you are called useless, I still want you. As I was sharing at the Campus Princess on Monday, when Bennett invited, where is Bennett there? It was so wonderful to come back and speak into the lives of these amazing, talented women. Young potential who have amazing future. And I, I spoke this truth. You know, I was no one. Nobody wanted me. And from there, God picks me up and he puts me in a place like this. And that's why I want to tell you, I am not ashamed to share about this experience because it brings hope and it brings life. And here is Elisha, a prophet, an ordinary man, but with extraordinary belief, not extraordinary powers, extraordinary belief that God could do that. And we can, we can really hope and learn that this can happen in the world we live in.
the three things. We'll skip the next video, please. And um, three things. One, there was an unperceiving oppression or opposition. Unperceiving opposition. We never know when somebody will oppose us. And sometimes you are even opposed for doing something good. You see, when you are opposed for doing something wrong or bad, it can be justified. But what about for doing something good? Imagine, God helped me to start Chai 316, a place where we rescue young boys and girls from committing suicide. You're doing something good to the society. You're rescuing young people from committing suicide. And you know what? The college principal nearby went and put a police case on us, saying that these are the guys who are dealing with drugs, they're a, they're a nightclub, they're doing these things, and police came for a raid, for doing something good. And here, we have drug addicts coming there, but we are not dealing with drugs. We are helping people to come out of drugs. But we were accused of something like that, for doing something good to the society. It was completely unplanned. We were not prepared for something like this. But you never know what kind of opposition would come on your way. And it was unprepared, unperceiving it is. But you see, it was God's hand that helped us to move on. And finally, the police came for a raid. And the police saw the place and they said, wow, this place is so peaceful. In fact, one police officer came and said, whenever I have problems, I want to come to this place and share my problems. <laughs> and, and that's the truth. You know, that, that's what happens. And I want to tell you, let's be prepared with that. Two, they were unseen resources. You know, nobody could see that there were chariots that God had already prepared an army there. And we never know. And the world we live in, the type of challenges we face, sometimes we try to face it with our own strength. And when we can't face it anymore, we feel like quitting, we feel like giving up. But I want to tell you, there is unseen resources. And for me, I personally found that when I believed in Jesus. And I'm going to share a few stories from that aspect. And the third one was understanding compassion. Going in the opposite spirit. And you know what we did? As we are just small, we just served chai, that's all. We are all waiter and waitress. But we collected some of our savings and we went and blessed that college for one of their buildings. For all the harm they did, we turned around and we moved with compassion. And I want to challenge you, my friends, that the world we live in is, is there to really tear you apart. They can be sweet on the outside, but that's, that's the world we live in. Very selfish, very self-centered. In fact, one of, the, one of the models wrote to me saying that, Benny, when I lost, I can't take it anymore. When I, when I met her at the competition, she was in high spirits. But when she lost, she could not take it anymore. She was honest enough to say that it is hard. I don't know what to do with my life. I am really troubled. Three days, still she's troubled. But when I shared my story of how I was able to overcome failure, it brought hope. But I want to tell you that we need to extend compassion in the midst of the opposition that we face. Now, there are three things that... Elisha's servant was blinded off. One was God's presence. God's presence is there everywhere. I'll tell you, even when I went to the washroom in, in the aeroplane, you see, most of the time when flights take off from India or come into India, the toilets are dirty. 
you almost think that somebody took a shower because water everywhere. I'll tell you, there were times where I would go there and I would just close the door and want to go to the next toilet and God's presence whispers saying, Benny, why don't you clean this toilet? I said, God, I am not paid for cleaning the toilet. They don't give me a discount for cleaning the toilet. Why should I? Is it my job? He says, Benny, I told you, consider others better than yourself. Do good to those who hurt you, to harm you, or anything. I'll tell you, every month at least once I get to clean the toilet. Till today the airline has never acknowledged me. <laughs> Nobody has seen it. I have to lock the door and do it, but it's okay. God's presence is everywhere. So you cannot hide from his presence. And I want to tell you, his presence is there even at your low times, even at your most difficult times, times when it is very secretive, his presence is there, even at the depths of the sea, he is there. Whether you believe or no, one thing I know for sure, that his presence is everywhere. But Elisha's servant could not see that. He was blinded from that too. His protection is everywhere. Protection is everywhere. We need, I'll tell you, flying today has become a challenge. I remember when I was bumped up to business class from uh, Paris to Cincinnati, sorry, Cincinnati to Paris. And you know, I can sleep in the plane, any condition, any position, in any situation, doesn't matter. I can sleep so well. There was this Korean fashion designer sitting next to me. We wished each other and went off to sleep. And I can sleep, the maximum I've slept is eight hours. I can sleep far better in an aeroplane than on ground, actually. <laughs> so after eight hours, I woke up, we wished each other, they served us breakfast. I asked her, did you, uh, she asked me, did you sleep well? I said, oh yes, I slept so well. She says, yes, I saw you. I said, oh good. What about you? Did you sleep well? Oh, about five, ten minutes. I said, what's wrong? Flat bed. If you can't sleep on this bed, where else can you sleep? She says, I was so concerned. What if there was a turbulence? I said, just because you're awake, the turbulence will be away. Do you have any power and control over the pilot who is doing? She says, no. I said, then why can't you sleep? She says, yeah, but what if there's a plane crash or something? I said, if there's a plane crash, at least sleep and die. This is not the way to die. <laughs> you know, how many times we worry about things with zero power to make a difference? But knowing that God's presence is there gives you the comfort to sleep well. So many people are sleepless today. You need God's presence and protection, his peace. You know, when I just walked in, I just got a call from my friend from another church. He says, Benny, are you on the way? I said, no, I'm supposed to come to your church on 1st of October. He says, no, you're on today. Did you see the poster? I said, I only saw the design of the poster. I didn't see the date of the poster. And I went and saw it's today. How disturbing that can be. Honestly, it is, humanly speaking, when you are double booked with two close friends, how disturbing it can be. It's only God's peace that can really give you the comfort to move on. It's not easy. You can't fake it. And the last one is God's provision. God's provision that he provided an army. He provided, and I want to challenge you, he can provide. He can truly provide. You see, my dream was to go to one country. That was my ultimate dream in life. Because I could, you know, 10 standard failure, maximum you can think of going to one country. That's all. 
2002, I remember I asked Jesus, God, what is your dream for my life? Because there's one verse in the Bible that I held on to, where it says, God's ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And for me, that was very special because his ways was not dependent on my 10 standard marks card. Very, very important for me. Because everything else, they'll ask you for 10 standard. <laughs> and everywhere you go, I, I ask them, can you take out the... Uh, immigration not required, that one, you know, in the passport, there's a 10 standard, I thought, 10 standard, I'm failed, sorry, we can't do, I want to do a degree, there's a 10 standard, everywhere 10 standard, the only one who approved me without 10 standard was this particular verse, where his ways are higher than my ways and his thoughts are higher than my thoughts. Now, please don't get me wrong that I'm propagating how to fail in 10 standard, that is not my purpose, but I'm just saying that I was written off, and when I said, God, your ways are higher than my ways, so what is your way? He said, Benny, I want you to travel to every country by 2010. First thing I thought of was money. Where will I get the money? I said, God, I don't have a job. Oh, yes, I have a job, but the job does not pay you actually. So it's as good as having no job. Where will I get the money? He said, I'll provide for you. We all know God provides, but how? It's, it's one thing to believe but it's another thing to truly believe in your heart that it works. I said, how? He says, I will provide. Okay. I made a commitment. I will never ask for money. will never borrow money. will never take a loan from the bank or trust the credit card. You know, it's been 20 years I've not had a salary. And I've never ever been in debt. In fact, there are more people with their salaries and yet been in debt. And said, oh, God, you provide. Next thing I said, God, you gave me a wrong passport, an Indian passport which needed visas to every country. How will I travel the world? By then, I had already accumulated two rejected stamps, one from UK and one from USA. He says, I'm going to take you to every country. You can show the next picture, please, on the screen. And this is my one passport. So that is my world map of how I traveled. And this is my one passport for those who have not seen. It's a combination of 15 books inside. The world cannot comprehend I was speaking at the SP Jain College of Business and Management. They're still trying to figure out how I could travel the world without a salary, not being in debt, and having a world map like this. <laughs> my favorite part of carrying, my favorite part of carrying this passport is at the immigration desk. That's my favorite <laughs> facial expression. You must see when I put my passport across, and they're confused, perplexed, they don't know what is happening. And some of the smart ones would come up with an idea and they'll say, Sir, don't come as a family, come one person at a time. <laughs> when I tell them that I am this one person, they cannot comprehend. They look at my bank balance. My bank balance cannot correlate my passport. But it is only God. He is a provider. He provides and he did. I'll tell you, one day I'll come and share some of the most incredible stories of my travels. Amazing stories. How God provided. Provided visa to go to Pakistan. Provided the strength to sit in an aeroplane for 69 hours to go to Antarctica, to go and come back. To bear the cold. I have arthritis and I had to sit in a place where temperature can go down to minus 60 degrees Celsius. And then to perform for the scientists. To go to Tibet where the altitude was 4,677 meters above sea level to perform for a Buddhist monastery for the kids, to inspire them. 
And I had 40% lungs at that time. With 40% lungs, people with 100% lungs were collapsing because of the altitude. They could not. And there is no time to even get acclimatized because the Chinese government gave 72 hours visa. Only God could do that. I'll tell you, for me, my life today has stories because of that one decision I made at 16 when I asked Jesus to come into my heart. And this is the world map. He did it. Just imagine, I can't even look down from the third floor. I'm scared of heights. And here, traveling like this, only God can give you the grace to enjoy travels and to make an impact in the lives of people. Places like this. This is Pitcairn Island, the most remote country in the world. From the nearest airport, it takes three, two days by boat. But the boat is available once in three months. I was going to do the first ever concert in 200 years. I can't swim, but the only option is to take this boat. And at the concert, they came and said, Sir, this is the largest gathering we have ever had. I said, what do you mean? He said, the entire population of the country is 66 people. And 52 people have come for the concert. So 80% of the country has come to watch you. Now, from a place of brokenness, from a place where being written off, God makes me a history maker. And today, I want to tell you that if you are able to believe in a God who can be so personal, and yet, who is so efficient in doing wonders and miracles, don't give up hope, no matter what season you go through. Quickly, the last um, four lessons before I play a song on the pan flute is, one, God knows exactly what you're going through in your life. God knows exactly. It seems that times he's far off, but he knows exactly what you're going through. There is no secrets in his sight. Two, it's easy to get overwhelmed. It's easy to get anxious. It's easy. And by just getting overwhelmed, you can do nothing. You can't change a situation. When I had to go to Pakistan, it was tough. My last country, I told the embassy, sir, your country is the last country. 244 countries I've been to. One more country left to break the world record. They said, don't even come to the embassy. Your visa is automatically rejected. Even before I apply. They said, the only two ways you can get. One, if you have a blood relative. Two, if the government of Pakistan invites you. I have zero blood relative. I'm Pakka South Indian. So that cannot come. Two, government of Pakistan. I can't even reach the government of India. Where will I reach the government of Pakistan? So I thought with my human strength, let me do it. I'd made 334 phone calls in four days to the Ministry of Immigration. Every single call was rejected. The only call was from the Ministry of Telecom uh, thing here in India saying, why are you calling Pakistan so often? <laughs> See, it was tough. I tried everything with my human strength and I couldn't. I said, God, it's over. People said, Benny, 244, be happy and content. I said, I'm happy and content, but I'm not complete. Because God told me every country. I said, okay, how? I went to North Korea. And here I took a uh, lift to the hotel. This is a Yangakto hotel, 43-story hotel. And I come out of the 32nd floor. Two men are walking inside. They're talking in some language. It sounded like Hindi. And with my limited knowledge of Hindi, I turned around and I said, wow, you Hindi. Mein baat kar rahe. They said, no, this is Urdu. 
So they asked me, who are you? So I told them, I asked them, who are you? They said, we are the official delegation from the parliament of Pakistan. I said, wow, your country is the last country to go. They said, well, meet us at 10 o'clock in the night. So I took the guitar at 10 o'clock in the night, felt like going into the enemy's camp, because that's what the news says. And I went and played a song on my bongo guitar. The presence of the Lord came down. The man sitting in front of me happened to be the speaker of the parliament of Pakistan. He says, don't worry about the visa. It is my responsibility to help you. And when it came, when it was due time, I went back to India. He went back to Pakistan, calls up the ambassador and says, Benny is my friend, give him the visa. The ambassador calls me and says, can you please come to the embassy? In five minutes, your visa will be issued. It is what is impossible for man is possible for God. And I want to challenge you today, no matter how impossible your situation might be, there is a God who knows what you're going through and who has the strength to open the door where it seems that it's all over. And the last one is that God can open eyes and he can close them. And also one man plus God makes a majority. One man or woman plus God makes a majority. You are outnumbered unless you count God in your life. You are outnumbered unless you count God in your life. And I want to tell you, don't quit a broken life like me today, God could bring me to this places only because of that one decision that I did when I counted Jesus into my life. The next picture, please. We'll skip the next picture. Sorry, you guys are so attentive that I can easily get carried away. Okay, this was in Greenland. Sorry, yeah, coming from Greenland. Now, I want to go to the North Pole and nobody has contacts in the North Pole told them I want to do a concert in the North Pole because God told me to go to every country, every place. And nobody knows, how do you get a contact? And God is resourceful. We know that, but how? I'm sitting in the plane, coming from Faroe Islands to Denmark, and this lady sits next to me. We started to talk, and her name is Sophia. I said, you know what, where are you from? She said, I'm from Greenland. So I told my stories in Greenland. And I said, by any chance, do you know anyone in the Arctic Circle? I said, oh, I am the Bishop of Greenland, and the Arctic Circle comes under my jurisdiction. I, I have Leif, who is the head over there, and I'll just call him. You just give me your details. He will arrange and organize everything that you want. It's amazing. I asked so many of my friends. Zero people had contacts. I sit in the right chair, the right aircraft, and God makes a way. It seems to be unreal, but God can do that. And after everything, I went back to Jesus in 2012. And I said, Jesus, what is your next step in my life? 257 countries broke six world records. I said, what do you want me to do next? He said, Benny, I want you to go back to Bangalore, and I want you to build a cafe called Chai 316 to reach out to young urban college students who are suicidal, depressed, and lonely. The next picture, please. So it's a 400-seater cafe where only tea is served. People laughed at me. They said, what kind of business will you do? I said, no. As long as I'm able to rescue one person from committing suicide, the worth of that is far greater than any great business that you can ever do. And I want to challenge you, my friends, with the resources and the time and the energy that you have, if you're able to put into rescuing lives, it means everything. And today, every day about 50 students, every day, yeah, about 50 to 60 students walk in. 
Every week, we are able to rescue one person from committing suicide. Every week. And, and it brings us the greatest joy. Imagine listening to problems for eight hours every day. It's not easy. People from different walks of faith come there, share their problems. Models, pilots, crew members, students, doctors, all kinds of people. Because we all have problems. First thing at least we can do is we can give a listening ear. You don't have to be a professional to give a listening ear. Let's give a time for people. With time, you can really win them. At least show. When you give time, you're showing value to their problems. When you show value to their problems, you're showing value to their life. When you do that, they are willing to at least try to overcome their problems. And that's what we do. And the last picture, the best part of our cafe is our toilets. So this is how our toilets look. We call it the world's best toilet. In fact, the students come and say, sir, the toilet looks so good, I don't feel like using it. <laughs> now, this is the only place I think people feel bad to lose the, use the toilet because it's so good. But even through the toilets, we have reached out to people. People come, I'm saying, I just came to this place to see the toilet. But that's when I realized I have problems and they came inside the cafe. Because the entrance to the building is the toilet. The only place where the toilet is the entrance, actually. But whatever we have done, we have made an impact in one life. I could have reached with the resources that I gained in 14 years of my travels to build a mansion for myself. But looking at what Jesus did for me, I just wanted to be his disciple by reaching out to people who are in a greater need. Money will come. Don't run after money. Don't make that your main objective. God will do that. I'm going to play a song on the pan flute called You Raise Me Up. And as I play this song, I just want to tell you, if there's anyone here that you are still saying, Benny, can, can, can miracles happen in life? I want to tell you that all that I can say is that God can do a miracle. And for me, it was a time when I asked Jesus, to come into my heart. And that's when I started to see wonders happening in my life. Same thing even by playing the pan flute. You know, because of wrong medication, 60% of my lungs got damaged. From the age of two till the age of 16, I was on high dosage of cortisone steroids. And I couldn't breathe. Regularly I was in the hospital for oxygen. And there was no life. I was dying, sinking. Day by day, my lungs were shrinking. And in 2012, I got invited to play at the Paralympic Games in London. I said, God, how can I be a blessing to somebody? That is my joy. My joy is somehow to be a joy to somebody else. And at the Paralympic Games, you see the athletes, even though they are strong, they have willpower, but deep down they are rooted in bitterness and pain because of the way they have suffered with their physical bodies. And I wanted to be an inspiration for them. And I said, God, how will you use my life? And he said, Benny, go and pick up the pan flute. I said, you know, God, I can't even breathe properly. And you're telling me to play a difficult wind instrument. He said, Benny, I will give you the strength. But practically, it is not possible. Because I can't walk for more than, uh, uh, if, I, if I walk for five minutes, I get tired. If I just climb the stairs, that's it, I become breathless. And to play a wind instrument is just impossible. 
but knowing that God has unseen resources. He has the power that we cannot see with our naked eye. But by trusting in him, he can do the impossible. So I prayed. I said, okay, God. First thing, I went and bought the pan flute. I asked Jesus for strength. And I typed on YouTube how to play the pan flute. <laughs> Simple. And I picked up the pan flute and I started to play. Now, pan flute and guitar has nothing in common. Nothing. And I played. In six days, I played this, learned to play this instrument. And within a month's time, I ended up playing at the Paralympic Games. Nothing is impossible for Jesus. And two years ago, I went for a complete medical checkup and the doctor said that my lungs have regrown from 40% to 95%. So, might be there's somebody here, you're, you're hoping for a miracle. You're hoping for a breakthrough. It might not be healing, it might not be money, can be something else. But all I can tell you, my friends, with, with a genuine, honest conviction that the change that happened in my life is because I asked Jesus to come into my heart. And that's all I can ever give to someone is the experience of having Jesus in my heart. And I want the same for everyone to experience this amazing God who is real, and who can reach out to us at the place we are at. C3 Mumbai is a church in the heart of India's commercial capital, where a diverse group of people brought together to worship God and to pass on the hope of salvation by grace that we freely received. For more information about C3 Mumbai, please visit our website c3mumbai.com or visit our Facebook page. Follow us on Instagram or tweet us on our handle at C3Mumbai. Hey, it's Ryan here. If you enjoyed this message and you live in Mumbai, we would love to meet you in person. Why don't you come along 11.30 a.m. Studio 10 at Famous Studios in Mahalakshmi. 